Hey, it's Meg. I'm extra excited to share today's episode because it was produced, written, and hosted by one of Waterloo's very talented co-op students. Yusra Qureshi is a third-year biochemistry student with a knack for creating digital content. Yusra is joined this episode by two brand new grads. They discuss the advice they'd give to their younger selves and the uncertainty that comes with graduation. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Yo, one of the saddest things, one of the saddest things was me getting my email from Spotify saying like your student discount is ending in like, I was like, no, wait, hold up, hold up. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's, let's negotiate. <laughs> like... In the limbo between childhood and true adulthood lies a buffer period, your youth, a time of growth, meeting new people, getting to know yourself a bit more. Like driving down a winding road late at night, each bend guiding you through new life journeys as you brave the chill and wait for what's at the end. Graduation, to many, is an ending you don't expect. Despite working for it for years, the end still seems surreal. No one knows this feeling better than our guests today, Ola Idris and Sefe Sese, new alumni from distinctly different fields of study and hosts of the podcast series, Concept Culture, alongside their friend and fellow alumnus, Kara Mapp. Today, Ola and Saf join me to discuss the inspirations behind their undergrad journeys and the birth of Concept Culture. Keep listening as we navigate the end of one path and the beginning of a new one. Hello, Ola and Saf. Thank you for joining me today. How are you guys doing? Good. good. How are you? Yeah. How are you today? <laughs> I'm good. I'm so excited to have you guys on our podcast today. Um, and I'm so excited to talk about your undergrad experiences as you guys are now finally done with your last exams. Yeah, for real. <laughs> it feels like that, but it also is like was really anticlimactic. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> right? It it hasn't been that long since your last exam, so it probably just hasn't hit yet that you're yeah exactly yeah yeah i keep logging on to learn like like i still have something left undone you know (laughs) and it's like no you're done (laughs) the last deadline that you haven't submitted yeah like somehow i missed something that i was supposed to submit (laughs) the paranoia never leaves you Mm -hmm, ever okay so now that we're sitting here and you guys are technically young alumni because I'm pretty sure that you're 100% past your last exams. Um, and you're looking back at your many projects and your experiences as, you know, a poli-sci student and a biotech student, two very different things. Um, and all those experiences that you've encountered in your undergrad journey. What experiences do you think have taught you the most valuable lessons? Saf, do you want to go or do you want me to go? I can go. I think um, every little experience has taught me different things. Um, Not to sound cliche, but, like, you learn something from everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I learned a lot through co-op. Coming in to university, at least to how I was, I was very... I had a a general idea of what I wanted to do. I I was very driven and very focused. Um, And I think a lot of those those ideas that I had 
were based on nothing <laughs> because like what do you know in high school like you haven't experienced anything you haven't seen anything um all you're doing is based on really tv i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie to you like what i wanted to do like was based on what i saw on tv mm. and um i think co-op really just solidified okay like the kind of workplace that i, I want to work in and like the kind of things that i enjoy and what i don't enjoy and like what i actually need from a job because i think that we focus a lot on like you know how much money you're making and like um is it a good job in the sense of like is it something your parents would be proud to say, oh, my daughter's a lawyer, my daughter's a doctor, my daughter's an engineer, <laughs> as opposed to like, okay, like you're doing those things. Are you feeling fulfilled? Do you like that environment? And I think um, from co-op, I learned that lesson. Mm. Is there any like specific moment or specific project that you did that you think that you like, you'll probably carry out into, you know, your like journey as like a, an, an alumnus? Um, Maybe not a project, but like, for example, how important having a good manager is. Like, I didn't realize that, like, that was a thing that you needed to care about. For me, for example, like, I worked retail in high school and I babysat. Mm. Um, and your boss is your boss. Like, if you like them, if you don't like them, it is what it is. But whereas now, like, your boss in your co-op is actually maybe a stepping stone to your first job, your first career. And having mm. someone who's actually really... Um, a mentor is really, really important as well. And I think that like having a really great manager, for example, my second co-op term, I had an amazing manager who like actually asked, you know, what are your goals? What do you want to do? Let me tailor the, like, I know the job description, obviously you have to get those things done because we're a yeah. company and we need to get these things done before we hired you. But I also want this to be a fulfilling experience for you where when you're done, you can say, okay, I left and I grew and I, and I, and I enjoyed my time here. And I, and from her specifically, actually not to really answer your question <laughs> from her, um, I learned some really interesting like leadership skills and I carried like what she did um, as my manager into like my role in UASA as well. Mm. Wow. That's really important. I think that's like, you exactly hit on the nail because that's what I'm experiencing right now. Mm. I'm happy for you that you're experiencing <laughs> that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, what about you, Ola? Um, yeah, I I had some good co-op experiences for sure, or like decent co-op experiences. Um, but I think I have to say that being part of BASE is the thing mm -hmm. that taught me the most. Um, I When I joined BASE, I was the PR, public relations officer first, and then the, the year after, I immediately run for president. Um, and that year was just like very... Um, it's such, it was such a year of growth because you have, you, you, on personal level, like I had to, f I feel, I felt like I had to learn how to be a leader. I had to learn how to make decisions and like bring the team together. Um, but it was just like really, really great to see us accomplish so much as a team. Like if it felt so satisfying to see how everybody else was satisfied after, um, I would have to say like showcase our big event of the year was one of my biggest like as a team one of our biggest accomplishments um it's just so fun and it was so magical for lack of a better word um so yeah I think that was my biggest accomplishment it taught me taught me a lot about why I enjoy the arts why I enjoy creating spaces for community um and why why it's important like why those things are important it I I learned a lot about that so yeah 
Yeah. That's my answer. Oh, that's, that's such a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> because I learned so much too. Yeah. Because yeah. you were, I believe, the president of you. You know, Lisa, right? Lisa, yeah, Lisa. It was, oh my God. I, and our experiences were very, very different. Mm-hmm. So Ola was president the year before, and she was president right before COVID, like, COVID hit. Wow. And I became president during COVID. So my, my tenure was entirely virtually. Mm-hmm. And that was a, a steep learning curve, um, trying to keep your club active online and uh-huh. try to like actually make like creating digital sp- actually that's the biggest lesson i learned how to create digital spaces <laughs> because um i don't know if you know but like during covid i created um i was doing staff sessions which mm. was basically just me going on instagram live <laughs> and just running my mouth just talking about anything but like also inviting people in to share their experiences and their topics and stuff on various topics like we talked about um you know black films we talked about black love we talked about also just everything. like yeah everything under the everything. um and it was super super fun and i realized like okay like di- like spaces like these are very very needed and even not even just in person obviously but like digitally like people are looking for community and i met a ton wildly enough i met so many uw students through my staff sessions yeah. before i people i didn't even know on campus yeah so yeah and like i don't know community i think i don't know why i didn't say that but community and and building community and the need for community Mm -hmm. is so so important like so i just want to say one last thing before you move on to the next question when my parents first immigrated here like actually i don't know why i said my we all did (laughs) when we first immigrated here my parents sought community and people of their own culture and then that became Mm -hmm. my community right Mm -hmm. um and now that I'm an adult, like, that's my job to find, to build my own community. And mm-hmm. I think, like, yeah. that was, I built it. And I'm really happy with the community that I built. Like, and, you know, Ola built and we built together. Um, because, like, I never had to do that before. You know, you don't have, mm-hmm. your community is who your parents give to you. And so, like, mm-hmm. having the choice to, like, you know, b- put people in your community that are going to uplift you and build you is really empowering for you yeah. and everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's that something was, about it. That was so insightful, I think, because I feel like I'm going through the same thing right now. The same thing with my... I was born here, but my parents are immigrants, and, like, I'm moving to Waterloo, and it's this whole thing where you have to find, like, community and, like, unity, and, like, togetherness is so important. Underrated. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, it's so important to me. And I think, like you said, Saf, like, digital spaces are so important because I think... I literally found you guys through digital space. <laughs> <laughs> you guys do um, the the UW based like Black Love um, Instagram Live. Oh, yeah. oh yes! Oh, I when I it. yeah, um, no. I love it. I'm glad I shouted, guys. Follow Cuts Culture. <laughs> yeah. I was literally in awe of Ola when she came on screen. I was like, oh my god. Um, and staff in the comments, and that's how I did find like you guys and your work and I think it's just very inspiring to see that like all the stuff that you've done in your undergrad journey um it has truly been a journey yeah for sure yeah well now that you have sort of talked about and like looked back what do you wish someone had told you in your very first year as you were starting out before you started like embarking on your personal and professional discoveries Take it easy, man. Take it easy. Facts. 
<laughs> it's really not worth breaking your back over. It really isn't. I think, I don't know. I think as like high achieving students who then come to Waterloo, which is like, you know, like this really competitive space or mm-hmm. at least is told as this like really competitive space. Yeah. Um, you fall into this habit of like, working really long hours because you have to get like the 90 or the 95 in class and like, you know, putting in every sweat and tear into making sure that you are balancing school and like 50 other like things. I think I'm grateful for every experience and every lesson, but if I had to do it again, I would tell myself, relax. Like you don't have to get involved, but don't get like, don't add too much to your plate, you know, make sure that there is space for like rest and like, and like it's not the end of the world because now we're done right and we're done with exams and everything and now my biggest fear is like oh my god like what next you know what I mean so mm-hmm. I feel like take it easy enjoy enjoy the the five-year five-year trip even if it feels like horrible at times or really long like I think you appreciate it so much better when you're done and you're like oh wow like no, I actually had like a lo- a buffer space. Like university created this buffer space between mm-hmm. between like high school and when you feel like you have to figure your life out. Mm-hmm. So enjoy the buffer space while you can. Wow. I think that's that's mine. Yeah. No. I never thought of it like a buffer space. That's so. Because then after you you're yeah. thrown into this deep end and you're told you have to get a job, you have to work, you have to like. <sighs> It's I don't know, pay taxes. Open. I don't know what, what, what adulthood yeah, is. I mean, but. you're taxes right now. Yeah, I was going to say, I hope you... <laughs> I mean, I am, but I, I just try to think of the most adult thing and taxes yeah, came to yeah. <laughs> I mean, you like, I know, what, I know exactly what you're saying because you're doing a lot of the things that you would have to do anyways, like once mm-hmm. you leave, um, but you have a lot of support to yeah. do them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I definitely, I definitely would say that like take advantage of all the, the support that you currently have because one day you know the amazon prime is going to email you and say you have to pay full price <laughs> <laughs> i do um, not want to pay five dollars more i don't yeah nah like this is going to be on spotify so i just like to say that spotify i love Please. you and i'll be with you on your student discount for another three years so if you would like Spotify, if you hear this, please, you know, support, yeah. support a poor ex-student. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. To answer your question, Nisha, like for me, I probably would have listened. <laughs> not told me anything, to be honest, because I really thought I knew everything. And because you're stubborn. Yeah. Um, I think it would be that you can plan, 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 but it's not up to you. It's not up to you. Like things are never as they seem once Mm -hmm. until you get there. And I think it would be just open yourself up to other options. Like you don't know what's coming. Um, I discovered passions that I, I mean, there was always an inkling that they were there, Mm -hmm. but like I kind of pushed them away um, Absolutely. And so, like, now I, I can't, like, not answer to them. Like, mm-hmm. I, I always knew that I, you know, I enjoyed leadership. I enjoyed creating space. I, I always I was a really huge part of clubs in high school and stuff. But I never knew that in university I'd be, like, co-president of UESA and, like, creating mm-hmm. digital space and, like, having people, like, um, you know, DM me randomly and be like, oh, thank you for doing that. Like, I really enjoyed your talk. I really enjoyed, I think you, I, it's, 
it's inspiring and it's helpful to me for you to create these spaces for us. Um, and then now that like, that's like, even when I, I graduate, like that's something that I know I want to keep doing. Cause mm-hmm. there, I mean, there's no club spaces anymore, but like creating opportunities and creating space for people yeah. um, is something that I, I'm really passionate about and I really, really love. And I think I'm going to keep doing like forever because it's, it's so, <laughs> it's so important. I expect to be um, pulling up to SAS sessions in like 10 years still. <laughs> I, I agree. I think um, those are all things that like I think in my head a lot, but I don't really hear people say out loud like our age. I think um, when, when things went online, uh, like when the pandemic started, but also I think just like generally when people like, start really competitive things like biochemistry which is my thing Mm -hmm. but also just like university they kind of forget that like you're here to be part of a community and that Mm. like and I never really understood what people meant when they said that like university is all about opportunity until I started and I was like oh it's really all about opportunity like I'm doing so many new things yeah yeah open yourself up to anything because like okay you know, I'm graduate, like, I'm not, I'm whatever, you call it a graduand until you get your degree. <laughs> um, and I have no regrets. Like, mm. it was, and I accept every part of the journey. I accept that, like, Amen. I'm probably not going to do anything related to biotech. Um, Amen. <laughs> right now. Like, <laughs> Nothing I, I know, to do with my degree. <laughs> like, I, I know, I know that. And I'm, and I'm still, like, I don't regret getting it. I don't yeah. regret, I, like, I, I, if someone would ask me, like, okay, would you have done something different? I would not. That's so funny. I just had that conversation too. Yeah. Like I know people who are graduating and we're like, oh, I wish I did this. Can be me. Thank you, God. (laughs) Can be me. And you don't want to be that person. Like you don't. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. I like, I was talking to my mom actually very recently um, because I was like, I don't think that I'm, I'm interested in really doing a job that is very like heavily political science focused. Like I don't see myself working in government. I don't see myself like, you know, in that space that way. And she was like, okay, so like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. And she's like, so do you regret getting your degree? And I was like, absolutely not. I think, I think any of the knowledge that is like embedded into your degree is knowledge you're supposed to know. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I think that, and like Sa said, I don't regret anything. I don't regret my degree. I don't regret. I don't regret COVID hitting our hitting our our you know five year experience. I don't regret any of it. I think that even the low low points were the best like moments for lessons. Like they taught me more than probably the high points did. So right. yeah, yeah, good times. That's so true. Um, and I think a lot of like when you're. You guys kept, like, when we spoke earlier this week, you guys mm-hmm. were like, oh, we're, like, we were planners. And I was like, I'm a big planner, too. Like, mm-hmm. in high school, I was, like, constantly planning. Like, I had this whole, like, I was looking at universities in grade nine. Oh, same. <laughs> <But, same. laughs> That's not like, weird. I was like, why were you, why are you looking at universities? And I was like, um, to ca- like, yeah, to prepare. To prepare, yeah. yeah. No. I, I told I was looking at universities in grade three, girl. Grade three. Okay, Sam, that's a lie. I'm <laughs> sorry. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not even lying. I remember. I distinctly remember a conversation in the car with my parents about like when I was nine years old about what university I wanted to go to. 
Oh my god. Wow. And look at and you. And I didn't now. know any universities. I only know you are one Guelph. And so I told my parents I wanted to go to Guelph. And my par- and parents were like, What's Guelph? And I was like, I don't know, but it's one of the two universities I know. Yeah, I feel Safi like Safi were made for academia then. <laughs> I feel like when we when we first applied to universities, like everyone makes us think that like this degree is for, here for you to like get a job and like so you walk in like what am I going to study and what am I going to stick with for the rest of my life but I've seen so many alum alumni talk about how like they studied one thing at Waterloo and then they're doing something completely different right now and yeah. they're totally satisfied with it like they're totally okay with it and it makes you realize that like university yes it's there to get you a degree to get you a job but it's also there to just genuinely learn yeah build like, yeah. yeah that buffer like learning that is so fun it's it's so true like okay i think even though ola is, is not really wanting to do anything political all the other stuff that she learned like the leadership mm-hmm. the being part of base like all the creative projects that she's been a part of like her role with tribe all of that is like like Fed by her. my degree yeah, somewhere. like, to do whatever she's going to do in the future. And likewise for me, like, all the other things I learned outside of the classroom are mm-hmm. what I'm going to be applying, like, in the real world. Yeah. yeah. And it's hard to do that, you know? I, I've, I've been thinking about it lately, and it's really hard to, like... I don't think it... People... I think people take it for granted, like, this idea of being able to shift and do a job that's not connected to your degree, because it's not easy. Because mm-hmm. you have to build the skills for it, but you also have to, like, prove in some other way that you are um like skilled enough to be Mm -hmm. hired in this other role because you don't have the degree to prove that like you have these skills so yeah I think it's an interesting journey I'm I'm excited to see how it goes but future Ola's problem (laughs) future Ola's problem current Ola live laugh love as they say absolutely No girl bossing, no girl, no gatekeeping, just chilling. Just chilling. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing mm-hmm. that, guys. I think I've learned so much from you guys. I feel like I'm expanding my mind. We're so excited to be here. <laughs> um, so, about one of your, well, a project that I'm a big fan of is Concept Culture, the <laughs> podcast series created by you Ola and Saf and Kiera. Um, shout out Kiera Map. Shout out. Our third. Um, we miss you. <laughs> yes, uh, Kiera, who graduated in 2020 and is already a alumnus. Mm-hmm. Um, and the graduated from GBDA. You know, because she's not here, so got gonna make sure you know everything, guys. <laughs> And this beautiful design for concept culture, may I mention? Mm-hmm. Beautiful, all our de- all our like designs, our Kiera Map originals. Yeah, all our you social wanna... media posts. Yeah, oh. shout out to her, honestly. And and Kiera, in my opinion, brings the most laughter to the podcast. Like, <laughs> she Aww. is the comedian of the three of us. Um, for anybody listening, KieraMap.com, I think, is her <laughs> her website. Um, hit her up. She, <laughs> she's going to be like the next, I don't know what the famous designers are, but she's one of them. Definitely. I agree. But yeah, um, keep going. Sorry. I cut no, you off. <laughs> it's okay. I'm so glad that you mentioned Kara because I, I wouldn't have been able to give such a wonderful shout out. Um, 
but you guys did start concept culture in 2021, I believe. Early, mid, this time in 2021? Yeah, I think. about. Um, and it now sort of serves as a space, one of the many spaces that we created. But it serves, a, ser- serves as a space for the three of you to share your thoughts and sort of your experiences on a variety of topics. Um, and it's a really wonderful project, but I kind of want to hear about how concept culture was born and not that you're here at sort of like your graduation point and you're becoming alumni like Kiera, where do you kind of see it going? Wow, good question. <laughs> I don't think we have even discussed this. Yeah, the, the future of the podcast is TBD. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I think it depends. The, the, the podcast started, I think, Saf and I had like multiple conversations about it um, way before you know, it started. I think initially I had an idea that I wanted to go with. Saf had um, another idea that she wanted to go with. And then we kind of like in discussing kind of came to a middle and and thought about like, what is it we really just want to express through the space? Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I pulled Kiera in because I think Kira is brilliant. I don't really feel like I have to explain it. Um, Kira is brilliant. I think she has uh, some really dope stuff to to, to talk about and to say. Um, yeah, I I think then from there we're just like, okay, let's let's, let's do it. Let's see how, what it, where it goes. And then in terms of like the work, I think our intention is that it's it's a space that we're not stressed in. So like we record when we can, we release when we can. Um, we speak about things as they come. Um, it isn't like this like intensive, I want to say like intensive project. It's supposed to be like this space that cultivates rest at the same time as giving us a creative outlet. Mm. So that's why the future is TBD because it depends on where we're at mm. in the future. Yeah. That so, makes yeah. total sense. Also, I don't think um, more like not where you have the future planned for content culture, but just in the future vision, if you see it going anywhere. If you, I don't want to say going anywhere, but like now that you're going through this sort of transition, where you see sort of that relaxing space transitioning as well. I don't know if that makes any sense at all, but yeah. It does. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's really just going to be an echo of, of what Ola just said. Um, I'm just going to do things that are fun. And as long as it keeps being fun, I'm going to keep doing it. Um, that's really that's really the, the short answer. I think, you know, like, for example, with my lives, like, they stopped being fun. And that's why I don't do them anymore. Mm. Um, and I'm happy that I did them because they were good when they were good. And now they're done. Like... I don't know. I think that's what it is. Like, Everything it's, it's, has its time. I think that's yeah, what it yeah. is. Everything has its mm-hmm. time. So, yeah. And I think that that's a really important thing. Like, I feel in the creative field, like, we're often taught, like, you have to, like, monetize your um, passions or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the thing with this podcast is, like, it is a passion. It's a very beautiful passion. It's one I hold very dear. But... I mean, it'd be great to make some money off it. I want to. I want. I want to say <laughs> that. Yeah, it, I won't lie. It, it, it would be. It, it would be dope if we got some money for it. But we didn't start it for money, you know. Mm-hmm. So we didn't start it for that. We started it just to like 
talk to each other. We realized we enjoy talking to each other about stuff. Um, we did it so that we could have other people, our friends, our community come on and like talk about stuff. Mm. Um, so it, it's really just like this natural um, project and process that thinking of the future vision for it isn't isn't something that we do because we're very much mm. in the present with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and I love that. Honestly, it's one of the few things, like few projects that I'm in that we're just like very much, okay. We'll, it is what it is right now. Yeah, like we're we're really exhausted this week so we're not going to record we'll do it next month like it, it's a very it's dope to be i think in a space with black women who get it i yeah. think that's the thing it's like we get we get how hectic the world gets mm. so we're not going to make the thing that we enjoy mm. another hard thing i see i would say i think i you guys really do show that too like that sincerity and that like comfort with each other when you're talking to each other in the podcast because i find myself like having fun along with you guys and like laughing at all your jokes and like relating to what you're talking about even though it's not necessarily like the same experiences as me mm-hmm. and it's just it is really like a fun experience and that's so um, nice man yeah, it's just like yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm really you can, glad. <laughs> you can feel your sincerity through through the screen, through the headphones, <laughs> through the screen. <laughs> it's a it's a a beautiful project, in my opinion. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. A testament so. to the community that you know gave yeah, us the, that encouraged uh, us that yeah. like you know. Listen, <laughs> literally, then listen. It's, 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 it's up to y'all because we could be ranting for like an hour, yeah, you know, and we, like we be talking and talking and talking. That's There's the best part many, about it, though. I many think. times we've had to be like, "Hey, guys, we're reaching the two-hour mark." Enough. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> we have some. Yeah. yeah, time flies when you're having fun. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> so, uh, when we spoke earlier this week which was two days ago. Um, We discussed some of the feelings that the two of you guys had about graduating, and you guys were, like, talking about, you know, no plan, which is a common theme that we're talking Mm -hmm. about right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, very empowering to hear that, like, you don't really feel like you need a plan or you're, like, purposely not putting forth a plan. But you also mentioned, you know, um, a feeling that most have coined as, like, post-grad depression Mm -hmm. and that, like, it's a very, like, nerve-wracking time, but it's also Mm -hmm. an important milestone. Yeah. So as soon-to-be alumni, and this is going to be a big question, so brace yourselves, as Mm soon-to-be alumni, what does this time mean for you? Like, post-grad time? Hmm. And when this episode comes out, it'll be, like, right up, like, the week convocation happens. And so it'll be, like, real grad. Mm-hmm. It'll be, like, a cap and gad and everything. What what That's does crazy. this time really mean for you? Uh, oh, you're <laughs> right. It is a big question. It's um, a huge question. I'm asking. You can take it in any sort of way that you want. I don't know. Be... I feel like it's going to be reminiscent of mm-hmm. COVID. In the mm-hmm. sense that, like, it, no, okay, I know you're looking at me like <laughs> cockeyed. No, no, but it's like, it's 
it's reminiscent of COVID in the sense that like when I when COVID hit, I had to move back home, and I'm gonna have to move back home now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I had no control over like oh my god, the the government announcements were changing every three seconds, and you had no control over what you mm-hmm. could do. You couldn't even plan something a week in advance. <laughs> do you remember that this time? Oh, you yeah. wanted to go to a cottage. You, you couldn't even plan to see people like a week, like from today. You had and no idea. That really taught me to like really relinquish control because I, mm-hmm. I have someone tied my hands. Yeah, I Surrender. could not do anything. And so I think I'm just really gonna lean into that and just use it as an opportunity to reflect, to rest. <laughs> this school hashtag rest. I think like that's the big one for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> like this school has has strips me <laughs> of my youth. No, I'm joking. I mean, um, it's really it, ugh, it's burnt me. us out. You, you Let's just say that so much for me. But, it burnt um, us out and it's not just waterloo it's like the it's university everything. experience it's, it's everything that comes with it it's yeah all it's also it's... that our age like during this time like this is like your quote-unquote formative years you know what mm-hmm. i mean you're learning a lot about yourself about and everybody else is learning the same about themselves so themselves it like affects well, your, ref- yeah. your relationships it, ref- mm-hmm. it affects how you understand like love how you understand friendship how you understand life how you understand how you're supposed to like move like mm-hmm. these five years are, it's not it has i feel like it has nothing to do with the actual educational part of university like mm-hmm. the transformation for me was definitely everything outside the academics Wow. Sorry, Saf, I cut you off, but it, yeah, you were just no, saying something it's, very... It's very much on the same page. Like, I think yeah. um, just taking this time to just, like, you know, learn um, and grow a little bit more in terms of, like, just, my like, me as a person and not me as, like, a student or, like, a professional mm-hmm. um, is, is really what I'm going to use this time to do. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, so for me, I think pretty much same, you know, like I, I want to incorporate a lot of rest into this time because I've been so tired and so like just over involved. Um, mm. It definitely also means moving back home, which is, you know, neither here nor there. Like I'm going to miss, I think, I think the one thing is I'm really going to miss like this idea of the, or the feeling of independence that, mm. you know, living alone and like living on like around your friends and like not having your parents to tell you, like <laughs> to say when I'm going, who I'm going with, whatever, yeah. like it's, it's a good, it's, it was a good time. And so trying to like readjusting, I guess, to being at home again is going to be interesting. Um, Honestly, I think I want to use, like, these next couple of months to just reflect. Like, I think, I think, like I said, university was, was so transformative for me, not only because of, like, the academics and, like, learning about power and, and systems and all this stuff, but throughout these five years, like, we entered and are leaving a pandemic. Um, mm. Like in second year, my country launched into a revolution and is still in one. And so there's just like, it feels like there was a lot of big world changes that affected me very personally that I don't feel like I fully had the time to sit down and just like reflect on the impact that these five years have have done about where I was and like where I'm at now, what I want to do. I think like that's what I want. I want just to create that space for reflection on... And like, 
while I incorporate rest into that, like, it's just, yeah, like, where are we at now? Like, taking stock of, of, of where we're at. Um, yeah. God. That was, that was such a good answer from both of you guys. I feel like, Wyla, very big question. You answered it very well because I don't think people really understand the value of just rest. <laughs> like, reflecting. And like you said, Ola, like so many big world events have happened and we just keep going and going. And I think especially at our age, it's really hard to grasp how fast things are moving. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly it's like, you're in your 20s, that's me. <laughs> um, and you're like, how How have I, how have so many years passed by so quickly? How did and, I get here? Yeah. yeah. I can't even imagine what it must feel like to be in your sort of place right now, where it's like, You will now, be here soon, like in a blink. I literally remember my 2B term like I remember it very well so I'm telling you you're gonna blink and you're gonna find it especially without COVID like COVID I feel like slowed down the degree because like suddenly you were isolated like Mm -hmm. you know you were away from Waterloo so everything just felt very alone so I feel like being back on campus and stuff your degree is gonna fly by well Now that we've shared um, sort of your feelings about being young alumni, crazy, um, I'm going to bring in something that you guys do on your own podcast, um, where at the end of each concept concept culture episode, you have a curated for the culture segment where you share pieces of art, um, music, etc., relevant to the conversation at hand or to the past month. And so for today's episode as we discuss navigating like these uncertain transitions in life um, as young alumni, what is your curated for the culture? I love that we were doing this. This is such an interesting, like it it was a challenge, you know, to think about what, what the, what the thing is. Um, So I think my first one is a book by Shonda Rhimes and it's called a year of yes. Um, And it's really dope. So Shonda Rhimes, as I hope everybody knows, is the producer and director for a bunch of really cool TV shows, Scandal, Grey's Anatomy, and my favorite right now, Bridgerton. Bridgerton. <laughs> yes. And um, so she wrote a book a couple of years ago called A Year of Yes, which is where she just decided to say yes to everything for a year. Mm. And, um, you know, she talks about how she like grew up this very shy and very reserved person. And that even being a writer and, like, being a producer, she was just, like, very um, writes that scene, sends it, kind of sticks to herself. And then she realized that she needed to open her herself up to more opportunities, to more yeses. And so mm-hmm. um, she decided a whole year where any opportunity that came her way, she would say yes. So she writes about that experience. And I think that when I read that book, I actually got it from one of my managers on co-op. Mm. And when I read it, it just felt very inspiring. It felt very like, okay, um, the the thing is out there. The thing that you want to do is out there. I think you just have to agree that it's what you want. So the universe sends it to you. And then when it gets there, you need to say yes to it. You know, like, um, and so I think that's what, 
what I'm hoping post-grad will be like. So it's yeah. kind of like a manifestation. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my second one was All About Love by Bell Hooks. I really couldn't come here and not talk about that book. Um, I feel like it was instrumental to me in preparing me for, you know, a, the transition that is post-grad. I think that it's written beautifully. I think everybody should read it. I think that... Um, love is often not like talked about in the public space. I think that we keep it in this, like in our private circles or we, you know, um, consider it to be this thing that's just like pomp and whatever they say. Um, but it's very important and it, it, it affects like our everyday, um, and it affects our world systems and, and so much. So I think it's an important book to read to anybody who is, hoping to enter the world or transition their lives or reflect on, on where they're at. Mm. All About Love by Bell Hooks is a really great book. Yeah. So those are my two for now, I think. Yeah, those are two I could think of. Thank you. I love those. Okay, Saf, you next. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's so funny that you mentioned Shonda Rhimes because <laughs> <laughs> my period for the culture... Um, in, in light of me resting uh, for at least a couple of weeks um, post-grad is re-watching Bridgerton. Yes! Like, <laughs> um, I, think, I think this is going to be the first time that I'm going to watch like a show and not feel guilty about anything because yeah. nothing is coming. Nothing is due. Nothing um, is due. Safi, so you haven't watched due. season two, right? You have, I have right? watched it, but I'm going to okay. watch it again. I'm going to yeah, put it back. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm on, like, my fifth viewing. <laughs> that is so... Unless uh, someone who, like, loves Bollywood as well, like, oh. I think, mm-hmm. like, what they did was just amazing. Yes, and obviously, you know, Shonda Rhimes, Black woman, um, who just loves to uplift other people of color. Shonda Rhimes, like, if you ever love- hear this podcast, please hit us up. Hire me. I would just like to personally thank Shonda Rhimes for Simone Ashley and Charitha Chandran. I think no, I loved you so much, absolutely. Shonda Rhimes. Yeah, absolutely. No. She did Ryan's. such a good job. Um, also, just because like she's she, I don't know. Like um, Olivia Pope was who I wanted to mm. be when I was in high school. Yes, like the little outfits, the little walk. Um, she I wear the white hat. Walk. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. She looks a, a black woman with a, with a stride. If it's not um, Olivia Pope, it's Viola Davis. Viola Davis, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going to be watching Bridgerton. Um, so watch that if you have it. You know, <laughs> support Black directors and producers and whatnot. Um, another another creator for the culture that I have um, is a book that actually Ola got me. Um, it's called Girl, Girl, Girl. <laughs> That's actually the title. <laughs> um, by Kenya Hunt. Um, I think it's a series of essays just about her life as a Black woman in the UK. Um, just also just a lot of things um, are very culturally relevant and, and aligned with like the time and the life that I am in. Like, and also just the time that we're in period. Like she references things that are very current and very contemporary. Um, and I think it's going to be really good to just like have um, someone write your experience and mm-hmm. put it in different words than you. I think that's very empowering to have like um, 
yeah to have someone just write things that you actually can relate to because mm-hmm. i think of a lot of literature at least the ones that were exposed through as exposed to through academia um is very white uh and also unrelatable like not even just white mm-hmm. but just old too like yeah. <laughs> old um the characters in white their thoughts are just so different from the ones that you have of your own so having someone you know be an echo chamber for you in a lot of ways is mm-hmm. very very empowering um mm-hmm. and that's and that's why like you know black tv tv with people of color tv with people of your own culture um and books the same way are very very valuable and very very important because yeah. it's important to have someone to relate to I... in that space I cannot agree more. I think it's also empowering to see your experiences on like TV and like on actual published books and literature and mm-hmm. like I think you get to sort of realize that uh these are my experiences. Some people don't have that self-realization until they really see it on a book yeah. or see someone else say it. Yeah. yeah. And when when Ola mentioned love and how people don't really give love enough importance, I think that was really really important that was a wonderful thing you said because i'm Thank all you. about i'm all about love but not a lot of people really understand that importance i think yeah. also i want to say i feel like people very much confused when you say that like love in the public space i am not talking about your dusty boyfriends like <laughs> i am not talking about toxic uncle from last week like i'm talking about the love that like is connects us as human mm. beings to each other you know Definitely. what i mean like yeah yeah so i just want to clarify i'm not talking about romantic love alone i'm talking about all different forms of love yeah i have one more curated for the culture okay oh, um you know just ended on a good note um, there's a song called Made It by Tiana Taylor that is also directed uh, by Spike T, a.k.a. Tiana Taylor. And it's about graduation and it's about like the idea of making it and like going through this really long journey and making it to the end. So, yeah, shout out to Tiana for doing that for the grads. <laughs> oh, and also just watch um, Beyonce's graduation address from 2020. If you, just, if, you, oh. if you need a little boost, just watch that. Where she goes... Um, don't don't think about it. Do it be or about something. It. Be yeah. about it. <laughs> oh, we love yeah. Beyonce. I thank you guys so much for sharing your curate for the culture. I'm going to make sure I write down all of them and then read them now. And then in 2025, I'm going to read them again and be like, ah, oh, yes. <laughs> and I, I just think you guys just have very valuable insights. And I think I'll learn a lot from you guys. And I hope... The people listening to this, whether alumni right now or current students or, you know, young alumni, just like you guys convocating in the next week, um, (laughs) they'll be able to sort of really learn from these recommendations and your insights as well. So thank you so much. Thank you for thinking of us and having us. Yeah, this um, is really exciting. Yeah. Our first press tour. Oh, there'll be a red carpet up for you guys in a couple of minutes, don't worry. No, thank you so much. It's this, you're creating a space, you know. Yeah. Um, you're doing what what we want what we want to do, so just following your it. steps. <laughs> just following your steps. Yeah. I'm honored, honestly. Yeah. And I'm really excited to see what you guys do as well in a couple of years. So I'm excited to see too. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> excited to figure it out too. <laughs> Keep doing you. We'll we'll see what happens. We'll see where we're at. (laughs) Together. Yeah. (laughs)
Saf, don't leave me, you know? Like, make sure that we're going together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You gotta bring everyone up with you. Yeah, you gotta hire me when you when you make it big, please. Okay. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. so I guess that brings us to the end, which I'm a little sad about, but it was great talking to you guys. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and enjoy the rain. Thank you. We will. I'm about to go back to sleep. I'm not going to lie to you. (laughs) I forget. We're still recording, but it's fine. (laughs) I will stop now. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow, like, subscribe, rate, whatever your podcast player lets you do. Uncharted Warriors in the World is produced by me, Meg Vanderwood. This episode was written and hosted by Yusra Qureshi, a current biochemistry student. Aju Chow is our editor. Aju and I are both alumni and staff at the University of Waterloo.